think the next day or whatever, and it's elimination, round one eliminations, and they're telling by, and big old grins on their face. We did what we wanted to do, Eric. Bye. <laughs> that that sort of defined to me like there are class racers that they show up to win class, and then there's racers that show up to try to win on you know win the win the eliminator, and then. Then there's the super rare boat that can do that all. It's time for Class Racing Today, the podcast for the NHRA Class Racing fan. Welcome back to Class Racing Today, classracingtoday.com, classracingtoday at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us there. Uh, if you want to help support the show, you can. If you get value out of the show, you decide what that is. Go to classracingtoday.com. Click on the donate button and you choose that value. Send it back to us so we can c- continue these shows. Uh, today is episode 64. We took a couple weeks off for some scheduling conflicts. Uh, we're back. Gentlemen, how's it going? What's the word? <laughs> it's like we're out of practice. <laughs> I guess. Jeez. No, it's, it's been a long spring. Yes. Or- Brian's been out in the mud a lot. Trying to make farmers happy. Yeah, that's pretty much impossible nowadays, but to make them happy. Yeah. <laughs> the only the only joy in my life lately has been watching Bobby. <laughs> He's living out my dream. And no no race car yet, but parts are showing up, so hopefully we can get back at her here quick. And I'm just hoping that my engine can last me through the whole season here. I have a pretty killer car here and I don't want um you know, this motor is it's on its fourth year, and the reason that we didn't pull it out is because of exactly what Brian's going through with the with the parts shortages and wait times and things like that. So, how often yeah. have you been checking points, Bobby? <laughs> well, after uh, after winning Cecil, I was definitely on there checking, like, where am I? Where am I? And then that moved me up to third, and then I got drilled in both both cars at Maple Grove the following week. And I didn't want to check, but I actually moved up to second after I lost in the first round at Maple Grove. So that was pretty random. And then uh, I'm supposed to race at Lebanon Valley this weekend up in New York. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I really wish I was at New England. I I like the fact that the New England Nationals like packs the house, sell out crowd pretty much every time they have it. And you know me, I like to race in front of crowds of people. So that's like right up my alley. Next year, I'm going to convince Bob Sr. that we need to go run that race again. I had a very unfortunate experience there back in 2015 where like nothing went right. And I've, I just kind of never went back. But I think it's time to go back now. So hopefully next year. Um, I want to mention a couple things here real quick. Uh, huge, huge announcement. The AHFS is not going to be in effect at Indy this year. I know that's going to make a lot of racers happy. So you don't have to worry about, you know, going two seconds under or whatever you want to do. Qualify number one. There is no horsepower hits in effect. So they think it'll bring back the uh, the big car counts that we used to get there. Uh, I know a lot of people are for that. I'm against it because, again, you're going to see cars that you never see, but once a year are going to come there, go two seconds under, and then go back in the trailer for the rest of the season. 
So I just, uh, I don't know about that. I think they should just raise the trigger or something. Maybe some other, some other thing. Do they seem really wishy-washy? I feel like we get a change and then it goes away. And then we get a change like, oh, never mind. That's a terrible change. And it goes away. Like, <laughs> yeah, very wishy-washy. I'm starting to feel like we're government run. It's a, it's a democracy and not a republic. Like, so, let's just make a rule and stick with it's it. It's mob right? rule. <clears throat> well, it's a good thing I'm on the right side of the mob, right, Bobby? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're golden. Chevrolet, baby. Um, uh, so, yeah, no AHFS at Indy. Um, and now, Will Monroe. I, I, I've forgotten to mention this ever since Cecil County Dragway, um, which was a couple weeks ago. A young fella was driving super gas car, uh, Roadster, and he got hit, which sent him into a barrel roll, and um, he got seriously injured. I believe he was flown out of the uh, out of the track and has been in a coma. Uh, I don't know what's what's the latest. There is a hashtag Will Strong, so W I L L Strong, all one word. And you can donate to the, uh, there's a GoFundMe involved with that to help cover some of the medical expenses. Uh, maybe we can put a link up for that, Craig. You think that's possible? We get the link for that? Uh, yeah, if you've got it. Yeah, I'll find that link for anybody that wants to donate to uh, the Monroe family and um, help them out. So uh, our, uh, our prayers and best wishes for Will Monroe, a uh, young kid. And it's a shame that he had to go through such a, uh, a horrific-looking accident. It was right, right by my. Uh, tra- I was pitted down in the shutdown area, and um, heard and saw it kind of flying by me, in front of my eyes. And it was it was scary to watch. So uh, I hope he's getting better. And uh, best of luck there, Will Monroe. Um, and then last but not least, I just want to keep everybody up to date on. Uh, contingency payments. I won the Cecil event uh, in what late May there, and so far ATI has paid, Denso has paid, VP Race Fuels, and Summit Racing has paid. So looking pretty good so far. Denso is cool. They do a direct deposit, so that was like bang bang. They uh, they were they were the the quickest, and then ATI, VP, and Summit were the uh, next quickest to send checks. So I just want to keep everybody updated. Let's. Um, Keep supporting the uh, sponsors that support us and Sportsman Racing. So thank you to those companies for paying contingency and for being so quick and prompt uh, about doing it too. Because they have to track us down and make sure that we fill out the W-9 and then pay us. So they're like going out of their way to pay us. And it's uh, it's uh, I appreciate it. I want to throw right. a little uh, love out to the MCR guys here. Uh, National Opening Kearney Raceway. Um, it's this weekend, June 11th and 12th. Uh, last two chances to qualify for the Race of Champions. That's going on at Rock Falls Speedway, 24th, 5th, and 6th. So, show up. Get a chance. Winner gets to automatically entered into the Race of Champions. So, that'd be pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. That Kearney track is kind of neat. It's like an old airport, but I always like going there. It's always a good time. So, yeah, I gotta check that place out one day. 
good luck to everybody that goes out there this weekend, and it's your last chance to qualify for the the race of champions, which is coming up, like I said, the 24th, 5th, and 6th in Rock Falls in Euclid, Wisconsin. That, that'll be killer. There'll be, my prediction is there'll be 130 cars there this year. Nice. That's a big field. Separate that. Stock and super stock. Rumble in the jungle, Bobby. Come on. <laughs> Throw them in combo. There's heads ups. There's scales. It's as legit as you can get. It sure is. You got a trans brake versus a foot brake. Doesn't get much more legit than that. An air shifter versus a hand. Well, air shifter versus an e shifter. So I guess that's pretty much the same thing, right? Hey, the uh, the URL for the GoFundMe is in the comments section on both Facebook and YouTube. So also, if you are on YouTube, would you uh, consider subscribing to the channel? That would be great. I'd have to check, but I actually think there's more stock, regular stock, uh, qualified for the race of champions than super stock. So now you got me looking. Now I got to research. But you know what? That happens a lot. And even in our combo races, I noticed um, stockers win a lot more than you think. So it is. Uh, so right now the list of people qualified, Jason DeForest, who won it last year. So, okay, Superstock won it last year. You got Brad Hoggard, Ron Feist, Hannah Line, Derek Fenner, Doug Ingalls, Todd Bergeson. Ooh, hit the wrong button. Uh, Matt Steen, David Bogner, Jason Shepard, Bill Whitstruck, Jeff Holman, Dustin Nelson, Jamie Peach, Johnny DiCama, and Brett Spear. Plus whoever wins this weekend, so... That's a pretty good field. Like you gotta earn your way onto that thing and it will be a good one. Looking forward to it. What are the dates again? June twenty fourth to the twenty sixth. Okay. My anniversary weekend. I think you should uh take the missus down to Wisconsin for some cheese cuds, Bobby. Oh, she'll love it. Lion Kugels <laughs> and cheese curds. <laughs> Scott Talent, stock and super stock are hands down the baddest classes. You got that right, sir. You got that right. What's Stacey McCarty say? Indy, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, race to make room for more bracket racing. <clears throat> Have to elaborate. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday? This week? Or what? What's going on there? I think he's saying for Indy. Oh. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Make it longer. I see. <laughs> Maybe they'll bring the s snowmobiles in. Uh, Epping had some weird classes going on up there. Snowmobile. But um, they did cover on like um, the local news. They were covering the, uh, the race. And they had today's guest. They showed his car, I think, doing a wheelie. And then they put a snowmobile on there. Because for some reason, they're running snowmobiles at national events now today's guest he that guy's like not afraid to get the wheels hanging up in the air like i remember meeting him at class racer revival i'm like that is just a cool guy so i'm pretty excited to have him on today me too i i met this gentleman at a uh long time ago he and i were at a driving school scotty richardson driving school this is probably 10 plus years ago probably longer 12 to 15 years ago 
and um we kind of became friends that day and ever since i mean he races division one i race division one we see each other and uh i really love his his super stock truck he he's like the polar opposite with his stock eliminator car and his super stock truck <laughs> he's got the gremlin in stock and then the high flying super stock dodge pickup truck so we'll have him we'll have him tell us all about them today let's bring him in uh, Mr. Eric Merrifield. Eric, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing okay. How about you, Bobby and Brian? Right. And congratulations on your big win there. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. No, it's Eric, a, that, that was your first. Privilege. It's a great privilege to be able to do this at all and to do it in front of the a packed stadium or sellout crowd. When you think about it, what we do, if there's fans in the stands, you don't just want it. You need it. You gotta have it. It once you experience racing in front of fans, it's kind of hard to not want to do that every single goddamn time. If you <laughs> get racing in front of fans, isn't it amazing? Like you pull into that water box, and yeah, you're, you're like, in oh my god, look at you all played, these people. <laughs> Bob, you played, uh, you played baseball. So did Joe. Um, so did the vast majority of you know, the, or sports, the vast majority of the Warners, um, Sunday at a national event is game day mode. And when it's a game day and maybe it's almost like a comparable to a playoff series, tied playoff series, bases loaded, two outs, winning runs on third. And let's say, I, for example, you and I probably play similar positions, Bobby. I play in second base, and I can't stand this team I'm playing with. And we're probably going to go fight in the parking lot after. <laughs> so what you really, if you're a game day player, hit the ball to me. Field it slowly, count the laces, give a little fucker hope that he's going to make it, and then throw him out by a quarter of a step. That sometimes is how you have to roll at when you're hardwired this way i've done that didn't do the fight in the parking lot but i have big guys on my team so <laughs> same here but, you know i always had big guys on my team yeah i did play second base so we were because we're about the same size yeah. and stature and yeah. you know middle infield is kind of where we where we belonged mm -hmm. but um i know you and you see that big crowd you're not shying away from from entertaining them with that well, no, no, yeah. I basically, um, yeah, the, there's lots of the lead up to that race. Uh, I really wasn't sure the truck was safe because it hasn't really been out since. Uh, I know that's kind of scary to say. Uh, <laughs> last time that truck went down the track fully was at the Dutch Classic. And the last time that truck went down the track without some sort of incident was the run before I lost. I went red at the Dutch Classic. Because at the last run against the guy that won it, um, I, you know, you fire, you click it off in the lanes, and the thing just kept engaging. The starter kept engaging. I had to put it in park, jump out, turn the power off, and then was happy that it started again under its own power. But that didn't necessarily fluster me, but made me concerned. And then in the first run this year at Lebanon, uh, it was like negative DA. I uh, was going up against um, Micro Semi, um, 
Anthony uh, Bongiovanni. And thank God this car, it wasn't a turtle over there because the truck goes up and then take a wrecked right-hand turn and I got a lift. And when I land, thought it was a good landing, um, put down the track and they gave me the, uh, you're done, get out and it's puking water. And the uh, every single one of the cooling fan blades broke off, jammed down in the bottom and acted like a prison shift, took out my radiator. So that's what I was towing into Epping with in the back oh of my, my got another radiator another fan and then we uh i've learned the hard way um and that you always follow your chassis guys suggestions to the t even if it means you're making more than one change at a time so tom goldman suggested that i tighten the shocks one turn that i take somewhere between 15 to 20 pounds of ballast out of the bleep box and i was going to do around 10 to 15. so i took 18 out and tighten the front end half a turn and that's the way i ran the first qualifying run at, at epping and then on saturday uh 10 30 pull around there's twenty thousand people at least so out comes the wrench and that boy got loosened up to three <laughs> but they're there for i knew it are they sand huffs on that those are sand huffs on the front yep they're cal, cal tracks on the back calvert's on the back we uh we had some qa ones that died or i think or halls they've been back there the 14 years i never touched them but now what happened in that final round there it look, didn't look like santangelo really got off the line did he have issues yeah. or anything that you know of yeah well let me let me read you this little uh thing that i put together and then that that'll that'll sort of feed that situation but you know really what i in my opinion what uh what I rode my bike up to is probably some of the most the best sportsmanship you are going to run into. Um, in fact, I thought about them when I decided to give a go for the Red Warner shirt here. So, listen, this is just a little thing that, that struck me. So I wrote this down yesterday. So, what is stock and super stock racing all about? It's two ex world champs, the Warners, wrenching on my competitors and theirs engine along with his dad before the final and think about that those guys are going to be fighting it out for the world championship and super stock and these guys are down there wrenching on joe's motor i asked if it, if it would help if i dragged my feet to get up to the line and joe senior said no thanks um for we are mere racing gladiators who risk it all at the end of the day to come out and play and when you mention will that just drives it home even so much more. For the track is a family of sorts, a family that fights and competes and scratches for every win, but helps its members in need, a family that I'm proud to be part of. My friends, this is why I want to be involved in the future of class racing as a participant, an investor, promoter, who knows. The session stage to talk about the race and other things, but I'd also like to talk about um, all stars which is a stock and super stock combo in the in the northeast very similar to, to brian's thing but we can go any direction you guys want to go but i just wanted to read that and compliment the warners um that's that's 
class right there. Class. Racers are always so willing to help help each other out, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it amazing yeah. to see sometimes? It really Yeah, it's 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 just different. It's you meet some of the you meet the best people you're going to run into at the racetrack. And it, and it's not just the stock and super stock guys. It's all the categories, the, the racers, the, they're all, it's very rare that you will run into somebody that is not pleasant. Well, or, you know, not, not that I'm saying that, but. It's kind of crazy. If you think about it, like what other competition does that happen? I mean, I mean, yeah, you do NASCAR. Hell no, those bad boys are doing uh, fist fights in the uh, in the uh, you know the, the Days of Thunder video uh, movie. That's pretty authentic. You know, you know that's the way they are. Well, hey, even, I would be did that. Look what that teaches your children. I mean, like, mm -hmm. so can you imagine? And I'm not a I'm not a sports guy, but imagine two college teams. Hey, you know your quarterback should really work on this. You'll have a better chance when we come back out after halftime. Like that doesn't happen. Right. Do you think part of it has to do with the fact that a lot of the racers in your field actually wrench on their own vehicles? I think that hmm, whether or not they're that they're willing to help. Yeah. I think they have the capability to help. Like I would have offered to help, but I'm not very good with the wrench. Um, yeah, but my, you're willing though uh, to I jump mean, in and, and help something. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, I can take a head off. I can put put a motor back together, but not well. But um, you know, it's, it's I'm better at disassembly than I am at <laughs> and you know, like one of the many secrets in life is knowing what you're decent at and and getting other people to do the stuff that you're not. You either don't have the time or capability or the learning curve for. You know, so many things. You know, the guys that build their own cars, that's phenomenal. But I I didn't come from a car background. I wasn't allowed to have a car in high school. I had to focus on grades. And I was offered a car if I could get 1400 on my SATs. Don't know, Bobby, but 1400 back in the day was like was like phenomenal. Brian, uh, yeah. I mean, my father went to the Air Force Academy, national merit finalist. He didn't even get the 1400 on his SATs. So, so no car, no fine ride for Eric in high school. Having put that on you to get a 1400, man. Yeah, yeah I could I maxed. I, I needed to have a perfect day. I could, it's kind of like, trying to like drag racing with the math. You, you know how that is. It's like, hmm. Got like a seven hundred. It's like I could probably do seven fifty, but you know now you're you're on the you're on the edge. Verbal have to know those vocabulary words, and you need to have the good day. Well, anybody that hears me speak on the on a podcast knows that I didn't do very well in the verbal section. Yeah, so. I, uh, I can uh, read comprehension, but vocabulary is not necessarily my strongest point. I like those Spencer for Hire novels. That's about my speed. <laughs> I hated reading the story and then answering the questions because I would read the story, try to answer the questions, and then I would have to read the story again because I have no idea what I just read. So it was it was always bad, and then time would be up. But this, but it's a game just like what we do. 
like if it doesn't get measured, why does it matter? They didn't measure grammar back then. So I used it as a break. A B B B B B B B done in 15 seconds and I took an hour off and yeah, I, I came in in ninth in the ninth percentile with grammar. Oh well, colleges don't care. I kind of think back to the work on cars. It comes down to really sorting out. I think like we want to compete. We want to know who's better. We want to know who is who's on that day. Yeah, and I'm, we want to do it on the best. Like I want my competitor to have the best run he's ever had in his life. And I want to beat that. You want to, you want to be very selective in life about what swimming pool you jump into to compete in. And this is a nice self-selecting group there. You're not going to get things handed to you. So if you're a competitive guy, I think racing is, uh, Racing's a pretty good pursuit. Well, and I think I'll still be the first to say that you don't need, I mean, there's some pretty big budgets out there. Yeah. You don't need a big budget. No. You can, just like, uh, you know what Bobby brought up as far as when he met me, it was at Scotty Richardson's Drag Racing School. And I rolled in there with my forerunner, which I still have. And uh, I went to the final, took out Scotty in his street car. And uh, I got run down and I tried to get the guy to break out by a super streeter so i'm going like 85 and he's going 135 and almost got there 50 bucks now you remember those you remember the little you remember beating the world champ you remember your first check like my first little check was from epping it was 25 bucks i still got it up in my sock drawer i didn't cash that but you know what i remember more brian is back then the ihra days you you go down to the tower to get your check. The you know the check was done at the track. They gave us awesome uh, cookies. It was a it was an amazing cookie. I remember the cookie. Didn't care less about the check. Give me the cookie. It's all <laughs> yeah. about it's all about the personal touch. So much of this is. You'll have to you'll have to come to Brainerd because they have the nicest lady that hands your tickets when you lose. She literally looks like she's about to cry for you, like oh, I'm so sorry. And then she gives you like candy or if it's hot out, she gives you a freezy. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I, I I'm kind of partial to. There's this. I haven't been there in a couple of years due to the pandemic. But up at Napierville, there's a kid, and you don't. There's there's no wind lights, so you come around the cornfield. You come back down the uh, the return ride, and you're hoping, you're looking at him like, I think I got there. I think I got there. I think I got there. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what the class racer revival was like. No. I felt like the, the one line I could never see if I won or not. So you didn't know yeah. literally until you looked at the slip. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's, <laughs> so Scott Talent, I grew up around both of those guys. I think he's talking about Don Keen and John Calvert and Scott, your dad was Mark Talent. All right. Yeah. Had a 65 Mustang or 64 and a half. So thank you, Scott. Thanks for watching the show. Uh, then there's a user named Shess. Boomers grew up needing to work on their own street cars in high school. When someone was broken on the side of the road, you pulled over and tried to help. I think that carries over to drag racing. Well, absolutely. And when we were in high school and or even older, it, it, I don't know about you, but 
when I was younger, I didn't have any money. So my transportation was questionable. I always had a backup mode, like a scooter or a skateboard in the, in the car, just in case, because uh, pre-cell phone, don't want to be caught out in the middle of nowhere. I don't know how we did it pre-cell phone. I miss it, but it's just like, if you broke down in the middle of nowhere, what, what, what the hell would you have done? So, walk. Ugh. <laughs> right. Hope, I... hope, hope some trucker pulls up with some tools. We used to have snowmobiles at the D1 events in the past. I remember. I remember. <laughs> but we don't have them anymore. I thought they were done. Bobby, you know, the first, like, before phone, you had the little, like, you put your hand out and you go, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, I'm in my way. So this is in the interest of promoting and growing stock and super stock. And Brian has done an excellent job with the Midwest class racers. There's one in the Northeast and it's called the All-Stars Racing Association. It's been around since 82. And um, we race at Lebanon Valley and Epping. And next time out, we're going to be racing the weekend after the divisional. So guys can, can work it out with the track and leave their stuff if they wish. And Payouts are, are excellent. I don't know if they're as sexy as uh, what Brian's Midwest's are, but the competition is pretty stellar, to put it in perspective. Um, last year's divisional champion, that would be Mr. Bednaz. He won our All-Stars uh, championship the year prior. That is year four. Last year, he came in 25th. No, 26. I'm wrong. 26th. How is that? So does that, they run as a combo race? Tell me about that association. Yep. It's just like yours. Um, except uh, the way we run it is um, it's a $350 membership fee. If you're going to do the member, it's $85 track entry for this year. And then if you're, if you do that, $1,650 guaranteed to the winner. If you've got the bank's Chevrolet sticker on your car, 800 and runner up. And then there's a chance for a, uh, in the shootout for the top 16 points runners after four races. And that's traditionally been around three grand last year. The winner got 1280. That was me with the gremlin style points. I took out three champions with the gremlin. I was on. taking OO. I was Oh, oh, on one, take oh, double O. Yeah, it was a good day. Awesome day. Um, also, there's uh, special prizes, like number one qualifier, taking out the you know best best losing package. And the top 10 champions, uh, top 10 points purse at the end of the year gets split up. It's about usually 3,500 bucks. And then we have a, a, a formal um, banquet. So it's at a hotel and uh, catered, and clearly we, we sell the tickets for below cost, of course. And it's a nice night, and it's really the way to give back to your spouses and significant others that put up with this. And traditionally, we've done it like the night before the Super Bowl. This year, because they changed it, it was the, a week before. Um, I'm responsible for that. I'm on the board, so I gotta gotta get busy on uh, seeing what hotels and what venues will will meet the 
meet meet our requirements this year. So what kind of following do they get there? Like how many cars show up at that deal? Well, we had 44 members last year, but you'll get more racers than members because anybody can show up to race and, you know, they want to practice. Um, the most I've seen was a few years ago when um, Barry, Barry Parker and Greg Barsmanian um, did the, um, the memorial race. And I think we had well over 100. And if I remember right, we were racing for 10 grand. Um, it was a lot. Um, but that was our race as well. But we do well. We do well. So it's, it's pretty pretty similar format. We're, our races are 100. There's still a... Yeah, we, we, we scale. We do not do fuel because nobody has the capacity to do that. There are heads-up runs. Um, and it's NHRA stock and IHRA rules. So just like probably with yours, if your car fits under the NHRA rule, you're running NHRA. Now, when I first was running the series, I had my truck and it was a stocker and it was a IHRA, so it was CTSA. But when I run the All-Stars, I'd have to run G-Stock Automatic. I could have been leaving off the first bulb and still not been in the game because then you're comparing yourself to the, the, uh, the Parkers and the, these Novas and the, it's just not even remote there. But uh, that's sometimes the way that the, the cookie crumbles. It's, it's, um, the all-stars are what got me into class racing. I started out with a 1970 Challenger RTSC that I bought back in 05. And then I started street racing it, that, that in the street class at Epping and we get pummeled, um, got better at it, but the guys that were racing in street, well, one of them's named Dan Casey. Do you guys know who that is? The world champion in bracket, hmm. the world champion this year. He was like, oh, oh, whatever, hook, oh, oh, in the final out there at Las Vegas. These guys are no slouches. Yeah. I think at the time he was racing street with a five liter staying with a stick. Now he's got an automatic in it. Yeah. Bobby would appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Now that's that, where, that's where I learned how to race street eliminator at Maple Grove. Yeah, getting your ass kicked on a weekly basis by them yeah. guys. And that's how you got better. The, uh, I saw the all-stars and I noticed them I was like, wow, what the hell's that? Look at those beautiful cars doing wheel stands. I want to do that. What is that? I said, well, that's the all-stars. You know, I was out there with my bracket guys and then I, figured out and the late Jerry Vignona um, came over at one point and says, you should put your car back in stock and gave me the rule thing and I thought about it and it was going to spend a little bit of money and then ended up the Dakota became for sale. So I snagged that. But you learn a lot when you're racing both bracket and a combo. Like I went to the final one night in street and I was deep, pretty deep into the race in, with the All-Stars. And I learned something very, I didn't think, I learned it the hard way. So I think I won like round three or whatever, and I had a buy. So I in All-Stars. So I went up in the stands to watch the wheel stands. I don't have to do anything, right? Got my char I got my thing charging, whatever. So I pulled back up 
So the next round is dark, and I got and what I think is going to be my opponent, Mike McCollum. Like, you didn't show up, dude. You know, with the Canadian accent, you fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? What do you mean I got to show up for a goddamn buy? So you know that when I did get my buy for street, I showed up. Oh boy, that hurts. It still hurts to this day. Still smarts. Ironically. I ended up that that beautiful 66 Nova SS that Mike McCollum was driving now lives in my garage. I I rescued it from a a fate. It was in Long Island, and the owner was going to turn it into a pro street car. No, can't have that. that. Yeah. Nice 66 Nova. It's so nice, I can't. Does it have a 327 in it? It's a stalker. It's his stalker. All right. It's beautiful. It's too nice. It's too nice for me. I, I'm too hard on my stuff. Well, Byron Warner says, congrats, Eric. Thank He's you. Watching. He also said that um, Santangelo had a distributor issue after the semis, uh, and they fixed that. But as evident in the final round, it looks like there's something else. There was something else going on with, with his car. Yeah, Joe messaged me yesterday, and um, I I did did. You know, extend the hope his car is okay. Um, that I first met Joe, I think in 2006 at the at, at Epping, and it was the IHRA, and it was a national event. And when they, they back then they used to let the bracket guys have assigned pit spots, so we did. And I roll on up with my rollback with my Challenger on it and my kids' bikes, and and uh, that's how I did it, and. Joe was there with his father, and the the, the uh, track people come over and says, "You got to move to Joe." And I say, "Well, he's in your spot. Who cares? I don't need any space. Don't make him move. Jeez, you guys are that's that's not right. So you know, I can put this thing anywhere. It's a freaking rollback. I can fit it over there, over there. Who gives a crap? I'm you know yeah. My kids just want to ride around in the pits with their BMX. So and." Same car and doing huge wheel stands. Yeah, of course he wins the event. Every time I showed up to Joe with that car there, he'd win the event. But it, I don't, I'd, I, we'd have to look at the records, but he may not have, I think he's won every year that he actually goes, it seems like. Um, it's a good track for him. He's a phenomenal driver. But, and- but yeah, he basically part, uh, part of me hopes that his car is injured right now in Superstock. Well, <laughs> yeah, won't really, win stock, Joe. Stay out it, of Superstock. It really won't matter. It doesn't matter. You can put Joe in the Gremlin and he do fine. I it know. Yeah, he's. It doesn't matter. Let's talk about this Gremlin too. You have a drag pack Challenger, Eric. Where the hell is it? And why are you racing a Gremlin when you have a drag pack no, Challenger? No. Stick shift drag pack Challenger, right? Well, no. We put the automatic back in it and. That's not necessarily, uh, 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 I'm not loving it. I'm just not loving it. However, if I need anybody else to drive it, then it's perfect because very few people want to drive a stick. Oh, uh, come on. Well, you never called me. That's true. Yeah, no. probably, most of those factory cars are rated better as a stick combo, aren't they? It's believable. It's like 327 versus 427 or 347. Oh, my goodness. It's a, it's a no-brainer, but I can't get the thing to react with the clutch. I'm just – I. I have the, uh, I, I'm, I'm not good with the clutch. I love driving a stick, and I think I'm a much better driver with a stick 
because it's I'm totally out of my head. I I know that all I have to do is go off the starting line. I'm going to hold some because I'm going to dial for spin and I'm going to figure it out later. And it's so much fun. It's so much more fun. The funnest, the closest I've ever come with it with the drag pack with an automatic is when I had blown out Hoosiers and every run it was so it, you just do instant spin. So you dial for it and shift. And it went like five rounds with the all-stars like get up there, play the game, took out Boudreaux, came punch me after a little bit, those fake, fake punch. Until uh, I actually hooked and then um, whacked it one time too many. There's so many times you have fun with these cars. Yeah, no. I, have, I have too many cars, though. That's yeah, sick. you do. Put That's that sick. stick back in and let me take that drag pack challenge off your hands. You can have fun with the Gremlin. And, Gremlin uh, free. The Gremlin is drama-free, so it's the anti-Dakota. The Dakota can stand up, and if you, if, when you launch, and if you're still going up when you pass the Christmas tree, well... It's going to be a sporty run, and you may have to lift, and that's probably going to be about a nine and a half on my scale, uh, as far as a one to ten, as far as uh, wheel stands. Um, it's the Gremlin, never, never. The Gremlin you got from? Uh, I got that from Ed Fernandez. Ed Fernandez, and, that was his name. Yeah. yeah. And Goldman put a full cage in it, and. The thing went 91 under this weekend at Epping, and there's more in that. I know how to make it faster now. That's in T. T-Stock Automatic? T-Stock Automatic. Great car. Great little car. What kind of engine do they have? 258 straight six, basically Jeep motor with a little Carter BBD. Flows like 290 CFM. Now, if you want to talk about stock and super stock rules that I'd like to see implemented, especially with the technological thing. And I'm sure it'd be extremely unpopular, but some people might actually figure it out. Universal fuel injection. Can't find carburetors anymore, right? Brian, have you ever, well, no, you're you're in the farming land, so you know what a carburetor is. But, uh, how many people have even driven a car with a carburetor? My kids, they've, the only cars they've ever seen with a carburetor is a race car. Wait, so you want you want to be able to put fuel injection on anything rock, on anything? Anything. Oh my gosh. The only thing that you know people just the Ford guys almost kicked Bobby out when he said you wanted to drive your car. Now half of the internet just died. It it won't help it won't help the vast majority. Like you slow down with fuel injection for for many. Well, that would help me drastically in super stock because I'm limited to that to the little carburetor too. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just like I just like running what came on the car. I think it's it keeps the class. Just well, like I do it great. Just, it, when people walk by and say, "What's in that car?" Two eighty nine. Really? I don't, well, don't have a nice Holly carburetor or no. It's a auto light one oh eight. Like 450 CFM. Just think of the money you save, though, not burning all that race fuel. You know, if you could have a bigger carburetor, it'd be drinking more gas. And not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily. Yeah, my super stock car gets phenomenal gas mileage. Just my, my, my Gremlin's really pretty frugal. Um, the Dakota's very frugal. 
the drag pack with the fuel injection. Oh my God, what a pig. Oh, it goes through like two gallons of run. I don't know where the hell it goes. You gotta lean that out a little bit. Unbelievable. It was bad when I was running C25, which is the crack of race gas. Yeah. What is that stuff? Like $150 a Well, it was 25 bucks a gallon when I was running it. And interesting fact, C25 and C14 test the same because they've got the same specific gravity, the same color and all that. So I just switched it over to C14 and pocketed the Delta. Did you lose performance though? Who cares? <laughs> what do you run in the Gremlin? You run in C14 in the Gremlin? Oh, no, C12. Yeah. I run 12 in the Gremlin, 12 in Dakota. I run 12 in everything else. Everything else should run 12. I could run 12 in the drag pack, but it really uh, it wouldn't be optimal there. And engine builder said, no, best to stay with a 14. I ran Sunoco for a while just because I'm always in a, like, a fear of getting to the track and not knowing where to get the fuel. You know, right. and Sunoco was taken over. I just ran Sunoco. I can always get it. But VPC 11 has really been treating me well since um, I got switched to it right before Indy last year. And the consistency of the car has been phenomenal. And uh, I, I think it's making a little bit more power too. I'm going, I'm going ten like high ten forties in some air that's really been, you know, questionable, hot, humid, sticky soup air. And I didn't used to do that before. So um, the only thing that scares me about VP is that it's 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 not very um, Sunoco. I think is more uh, lubrication to it. Okay. It doesn't eat up your, you know. Yeah, the you will notice that um, with Sunoco, I noticed I never had a problem with leaving it, and with VP, you better run that carburetor dry. Right. That's... Otherwise, you're gonna you're gonna end up opening the thing up, and it's gonna look like uh, somebody threw sugar in your tank because it like, evaporates inside the carburetor. That's another benefit of fuel injection. I don't have to worry about that with the fuel injection. Well, that's that's another thing we need to get. Um, I know Freddie Terza said he wanted to come on, and he's a uh, he, he works for VP, mm-hmm. and he you know I think that would be a great episode to have him come on and talk all about fuel, the technology, and uh, exactly that. You know what? Why their fuel does that? <laughs> you know it it um can leave like a a residue or something and make things stick, needles and seats stick. Uh, mm-hmm. When you leave VP in there for a while, I mean, we we always take the top of the carburetor off before a race weekend and make sure that the you know the needle and seat you know is not stuck and everything. You don't want to f- turn your fuel pump on and have it start shooting out you know top of the motor there and start flooding things out. <clears throat> do not. I do like that about fuel injection. Don't have to worry about that in the, in my stocker and just you know turn the key on and and go. There's a whole myriad of other issues that can happen with that, though. You know, <laughs> obviously, you never have to worry about sensors when you're running a carburetor. And if the wrong sensor decides to take a dump on you, you're done. Well, I remember in Gainesville. Uh... Like my, uh, I got lucky. Um, so I pulled my data. I finally get around to pulling my data from the uh, aborted run at Lebanon because I was curious about what it flashed to. And it's like, huh. Why does it say air temp one degree? Hmm. What's up with that? So, as far as my truck's concerned, the air temp for the entire Epping event was one degree. Uh, oh my! 
And it wasn't going into a uh, a complete like rich. Uh... Well, no, because the air temp isn't used in that in that tune. The right. uh, okay. So the the coolant temp is, and other factors, but not the air temp. So it's... well, that's that's what happened to Steve Foley at Gainesville in like the fourth or fifth round when he was running a fuel injected car. His water temp came down to twenty five yep. degrees, so and it then, went into a complete warm up right. mixture going down track, which yep. I think is silly like why why wouldn't the fuel injection have a uh a setting for That's, water temp at wide open throttle that should have just been right. and wide open throttle that should just be turned off and you can easily program that at wide open throttle what parameters you know i suppose depending on the system but with holly you can put that in there holly's a really good system i'm just more comfortable with the fast um that's what we got on the dakota and what the dart sports got also that'll Hopefully, be out relatively soon. Might even wheel stand kind of like the truck. It's, it's possible. It might even be, could be even bigger. I don't know. We'll tone, we'll tone it down. You don't need more than one of these uh, circus freak uh, vehicles. But so let's talk about who does your motors. There's a uh, okay. So for my fleet uh, on the Dakota, the Dakota's been touched by them all. Um, that's a 360 original uh, Magnum race block. So that was originally put together by Jeff Taylor. And we raced it with a 490 lift cam, the stalker cam. And then eventually put a bigger cam in it and it picked it up. And it went like 1080s. And then blew a head gasket and then it went off to Tony Bischoff. And let me see if you guys can see this. I'll grab it. Ah. This is also part of the learning curve of, so uh, Mike Roth um, did the conversion on the truck originally to Superstock and also managed the, uh, having Tony do the motor and they put a new fast system in it. And the first day, first run, this is 015. So he suggested I tighten up the shocks, but I just loaded the new tune and it was like, well, it was fine before. I only want to change one thing at a time. I don't know if you guys can see that, but that's what it looks like when your truck is all the way off the ground. It is. That tire is off the ground. Those back tires are off the ground. The other tires off the ground, too. And when you get up that goddamn high, you got no choice. Maybe if you're an Olympic athlete, you can whack it and maybe, but I had to lift and it actually scraped, it landed and scraped on the tailgate section. And then came down, and since I screwed my neck up a little bit, kind of like uh, Todd, um, the uh, the harness went down on the crotch, which is an, adds insult to injury. You, and everything's banging down, and um, got it back, and blew out the the sand huffs were on it. I blew the valves out, and oil pan, of course, and oh, so. Lesson to the racers out there. Follow your chassis guy's suggestions. Don't be doing that. Don't think on your own. That's not your job. Your job is be light, react light, drive the strike. Don't think chassis if you're not if you're not employed in a chassis shop. My public service. if it's Tom Goldman. Listen to his every word because Mike Roth, who's just as Mike Roth, right? Gifted, uh, just gifted, if not more so as far as the uh you know building works of art um but 
not sure what the question was originally. You're talking about engine builders. Oh, engine builders. Oh, yes. Well, that's that's what Bischoff did to it. So, so it it goes from this freaking sporty man, 1080 first time out. I go to the final, um, screwed up in the final, bumping through red to this. We picked up some. We didn't change cam. We just, we did. He just did what he does. Then I, uh, unfortunately, uh, broke a rod in that motor. Tony said. Uh, Tony was of the opinion that the scat rods would be strong enough, and I was oh on the uh, on the line, of course, and <laughs> exited out. And Jimmy Reed from uh, Reed Automotive in Whitman, Mass wishes is with us at the all-stars came over and uh looked at uh took the radiator cap off says well that's encouraging because the the water was still on the radiator says well that's encouraging so motor got pulled eventually got put back together and uh that's who did that motor um jeff roll did the uh tweak the drag pack motor down in danbury he also tweaked the motor that's going into the uh the dart sport which is a 360 same same combo or same exact makeup as the truck truck motor got that off of uh two-ton a few years ago as a spare goldman does the uh, did the motor for the gremlin and the other two cars well i didn't I haven't touched the challenger and the uh nova is whatever the guy mccullum used up in canada what do you do for transmissions um, the 904s are A&A tranny out of, uh, Indiana. Um, one of the 904s has a, uh, pro trans valve body and the other one has Rick's, um, clean neutral. Tommy put together the 904 that's in, uh, the gremlin sticks or Jericho's, um, his power glide in the Nova. And then uh, drag pack right now has got a 727. That's a, it's a uh, same one with the guys out of Texas. Um, it's a nice tranny. It's 904 internals, pro trans. Gotcha. Those 904s are pretty impressive. I mean, I had a. They are. Going from a 727 to the 904 picks them up a pile. It can, but it, when you use the small internals, it's uh, not necessarily you're not you're not losing as much. But I think there's the delta is the converter size, and there's just something. That's why, Bobby, I'm not really thrilled with the automatic because we put Steve Smith's old uh, automatic in my drag pack, and mm, it's going the same as it was with the stick, and the stick wasn't optimal. So I was hoping it would basically pick it up three tenths but didn't do it at least not yet all right so we've ruminated about that stuff what do you guys want to talk about next you want to get to the uh the actual event or or what's leading up to the event whatever you want to talk about it's up to you it was uh, questionable at best whether or not I was actually making this event. Um, on the Wednesday night before the event, or the, the Maple Grove weekend, 
I'm playing a baseball game, 38 plus, and I take the best swing. I'm perfectly balanced. I've taken in five years and I don't have time to practice. And I crushed it. And it went direct from my bat to the top of my right foot. And uh, agonizing choice words, got back in the box, fouled them off, ripped it up the middle, hobbled down the first, hobbled down the second. It, uh, the bottom, the arch, it went into a, like a uh, spasm or a muscle cramp for six and a half hours. I didn't sleep. I couldn't tell what was more painful, the arch or the top of the foot. Sucked ass. Icing, trying everything, no sleep. Go to the orthopedic the next day. He gives me a boot. So there's a boot upstairs. I use the boot when I walk the dog. But So that took me out of Maple Grove. So I wasn't sure about the truck because I was going to do test proof of concept. And then Sunday night, um, went to a party and my tooth and my sinus thing really blew up on me. And the sinus actually got up like this. And another sleepless night. Went to the walk-in and had to make a call. 102 degree fever on Monday. Do I withdraw? Do I think I can do this? Figured I'm either going to suck or probably be able to focus pretty well. So that gets us into the event. And then we tow on up on Thursday. Blake rides around with his little his little toy. I go back on Friday and uh, you know start taking things through there. You and was there a ring delay there at that race? Yeah, we got the one to qualifying each each class on Friday. So we lost class eliminations, but they did gift us with a one qualifying run in the morning on Saturday. So that that's huge. And then on Saturday, was, but but the but the way it ended up working was um, I was down in the middle of nowhere, and I I didn't have any radio reception and my cell phone the text service was defaulting to emailing me and i'm in a non-good cell phone thing so i'm always late it seems like and i was the last guy out down the track with stock with the gremlin and then they were running super comp and then right into us and i thought i heard them call us so i jumped in a truck and i was the first one out it was like 10 35 and well, that's when I loosened the shocks up to three for the fans. But I didn't get to do round one for Superstock until I think 6.30, maybe a little later that night. And they, they had to unfortunately postpone us a lot because, you know, it's we're not there for – we're not there just to you – know, the fans are there to get their show. So the pros were finished then by the time you guys ran first round? Well, you know what was running while we we're in the staging lanes? And Jimmy Reed was strapping in and he's like, Give me some time. I need the Hans. I see the, whoo. it's like, Whoa, 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 whoa. I do remember seeing something about a jet car exhibition. We're going to stay back here, way, way the hell away from, you know, he's got a classic uh, Corvette, like a 57 or 56 Corvette that he put a fuel injected motor in. You can't replace that. Can you imagine how bad? Everybody would feel if that got dirt and dent, sandblasted in it, right. thousand miles an hour. As it was, I'm not sure, but I think running right after a jet car 
is maybe the hardest thing to try to dial for known to mankind. Some guys ran their number, but me and my neighbor, we just slowed down all the way across the line. Like it was just like we were in glue. Hmm. Informative though. So now we know if you run after jet cars, you, I think you, you might you might slow down a little bit. You have to compare and contrast that. Use, use the live timing from all the guys that ran, and see. Maybe it was weather specific to just us, but sort of seemed weird. But well, I'm glad you had the the, the truck on fly for the well, fans. I, I think that w w maybe we, what we should do during, is try to make qualifying more interesting to the fans. Like Ray Thurston and I were talking about this. What if you know you call up stock, you call up all the the TUVs, whatever, and you work your way up the alphabet. Okay, and now qualifying closes out with the B stockers all racing each other and the A stockers all racing each other. So it's it's kind of like class eliminations, but not. But it's heads up racing that fans can appreciate. Because I don't understand why they're running class at Epping anyway. It's notoriously low car counts there. Mm -hmm. 36 super stockers. Like, there's 950 super stock classes. There's 36 cars, and you're going to try and run class eliminations there. Like, it's going to be combo and maybe a couple pairs. It just... I don't know. doesn't make sense to me, but I'm glad that they're doing it at a national event because I think class should be done at national events. Yeah, I agree. I, I just, I'm never going to win class with that truck. You know, it's, it's not really, it wasn't really constructed to be running heads up uh, against another car in the category. I, it got put together back when the uh, rules were, if you were the, the lone contestant, then you won. So, and that was back when they were paying money for class. So for me, it was like, a, well, why wouldn't I put together this truck on the cheap and use it to pay for the trip? Because if you can win 900 bucks, it covers your entry fee and fuel, at least back then. And, and then you're in the eliminator and that's really what you're there for. Uh, unless you're doing it for the, unless you're doing it like the Gaffneys. The classic memory I have of the Gaffneys, who also put the little Unleashed. That's where the Unleashed on the tailgate came from. That was from the Gaffneys. <laughs> but I'm at Charlotte, and it's 2010, and we ran class in Superstock. And I lost, and uh, Sean won. And it's, I think, the next day or whatever, and it's elimination, round one eliminations. And they're towing by, and they all grins on their face. We did what we wanted to do, Eric. Bye. <laughs> that that sort of defined to me like there are class racers that they show up to win class, and then there's racers that show up to try to win on you know win the win the eliminator, and then right. there's, then there's the super rare both that can do that all, and those are probably the those are super special. Well, when there were class singles. I mean, I, I never have an SSL car to run, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, but even even when I was fortunate enough to win my national last year, I was thrown in the combo, but there wasn't even another stick car in Superstock for me to, to race in the combo. So I did win class that weekend too, so it was cool. It was a double, double shot, and I think I got $400 in contingency for it. But yeah, you used to get the contingency for a class single, and it was it was good. It was like like you said, like $800, $900, depending on what – our stuff costs more to run Mopar stuff, but generally speaking, some of the payouts are better, especially the contingency stuff. 
yeah, like, yeah, Saturday, Saturday was a long, rough day. What made it even more challenging uh, was down there at the end of the track was the septic truck ended up parking for like four hours right next to the dumpster. And the way the wind was blowing blew it right into my stacker trailer. So I had O-day load in the uh, stacker. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to, to ask Lisa if he, if he too was getting uh, inundated down there. Because he was pitted a few, few uh, spots down. Ah <sighs> <laughs> oh, man, Joe Lisa, Lisa and Santangelo had like the run of all runs. Well, they, uh, I, yeah. As far as the the, the runs that, that were made this weekend, they they basically ripped theirs. I I allowed myself to only rip one this weekend, and that's because I didn't know the the competitor. But I had I took a slightly different approach, and sometimes you just sort of have to, you know, like round one, get me off. It was get me over curveball late. It, I prefer to be OO. It's fun to be OO. It's nice to look your time slip, and sort of be OO with sixty foot on the rear tires and take OO. I mean, then you got the trifecta. It's awesome, but you don't need you don't have to do it that way. So I was, when I ran Colette, I didn't know him. So I ripped it, <laughs> but oh, 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 one's a little, a little tight. So. That was definitely a great weekend for you. It was pretty cool. Yeah. The race of the weekend was uh, against Marty. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. We both, I think we both went with the conservative, uh, get me off the line lights. And, um, I was also conservative with my dial cause I couldn't predict the wind. The wind could come out of nowhere. There. So I ran like 49, two on a 48 and I was like, Oh, 24, I think. And he was Oh, 29. And he caught, he run up on me, caught me. Cause he's like, he's doing the, um, he's doing the slow down to your method, slow down to your speed method, and then take the stripe by, by, by as little as you can. He took stripe by 008, which is, yeah, you can't, can't fault that broke out by 001. Sometimes, sometimes we, sometimes we execute our plan to perfection and it doesn't work out. And that's also perhaps one of the more challenging things with class racing is that you did everything right. But round four, you were 24 in the tree. He was 29. He went 979 on a 980. Yep. Yeah. So he's a for the buy into the final, too. But you're like, I mean, the whole day where you're 026 first round, 001 second round, 21 in the third round, 24 in the fourth round, 14 in the semifinal, I, and then so I've, um, 23. I don't use a trans brake. I leave off the foot. So two step. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Although I could foot brake it. Um, might be more interesting to foot brake it, but you may end up wheel standing even bigger if you foot brake it at too low of an RPM. So can't be, don't want to play with it too much. But. Well, wow. It was definitely a great weekend. That was pretty, uh, 
It's going to be something you'll remember for a while. Oh, I'll definitely remember it. It was even made, um, it was nice. Um, I was able to accomplish some things that I haven't accomplished and also be able to, uh, I got lucky after the, after the, uh, after the win, as far as being able to get the Eagle up there in 2012, I was in English town and, uh, Moorhead won. And I remember after the event that, uh, first off he's doing monster wheelies and, you know, I, I want to do, I, you know, those were my idols, Moorhead, Iacono, Santangelo. Those were the three. And, you know, they, they win, we win all the time. They do monster wheel stands. But uh, Moorhead had his dog in the winning photo. It's like, oh, that's super cool. I want to have my dog if I can ever, if I win a national event, I want my dog in the suit, in the, in the photos. And uh, Jeanette and Tom rode back on their scooter, on their uh, golf cart and got Bruno. And so eventually I'm sure we'll get to see Bruno in one of those photos. Do you got anybody that's helped you along the way or sponsors that you want to give a thank out? Thanks. There's so many people that help. That's the thing. It's, uh, there's the only sponsor is my, my, my wallet effectively, um, or, or, uh, you know, my, my business. Um, but you know, as far as the people that help along the way, you gotta, you gotta thank Tom Goldman. You gotta thank Mike Roth. You gotta thank Bob Broadbent. Um, you got to think all the all the racers that help you out when there's time of need. And, you know, it's not just that race. You know, like I broadbent's the one that when I, I put my challenger up on the wall at Napierville and did like a skateboard uh, um, move with it. And um, he's the one who runs out and turns a car off. And, you know, that it's there's just so many, you know, guys that like Bill and uh, – changing the tranny and the drag pack at the sport nets, you know, just stuff like that. Uh, there's just so many. The members of the All-Stars, that, that's, I really can't thank them enough. You know, it's just, and then, you know, it's the tech people. you got to thank the, the, the track workers, the tech people. You know, it's, they do some miserable jobs. And All right. Well, Eric, we appreciate you coming on this weekend. Really happy for you for your first national event win. And looking forward to seeing the uh, victory lane photos with the dog. You got interviewed in front of the crowd, right? I did. I did. Um, yeah, Joe asked about what it's like to drive the thing. And yeah, it's really very difficult to put it in perspective. You know, you can you can do like a little video of what it's, you know, the arch back as fast as you can on the sofa. And that's kind of what it's like to launch that thing. But I haven't, I think you could probably build a simulator, but it's hard to put into words. You can show people to some extent, but it's very difficult to show, to do. Only who could really relate without, without a doubt. And maybe you should ask, reach out to Joe, ask Joe what it's like to drive San, um, Anthony's uh, Camaro. It's, that car leaves pretty much exactly the same way. Only difference is he's still shifting in the air, which is cool. I used to shift in the air too, but I kept pulling it in the third. Had to had to give that up. And having two hands on the steering wheel, I think, is actually safer for my truck. <laughs> but 
Well, thank you very much. All Guy. right. Well, I really yeah. appreciate the opportunity to uh, talk stock and super stock. Before, before I go, let me uh, wonder, let me ask, do you think it'd be helpful if the fans had like a stock and super stock spotters guide so they could like pull up the, you know, like if they had like something printed, like kind of like what we do for our baseball team where you know, I got all those pictures and what have you. And, you know, wouldn't it be like, there's my company, you know, with a fond memory of my daughter driving a drag pack and I'm in the truck, but uh, of being able to, see the car learn about the car you know sponsors you know all that stuff I'd just be able to improve the uh, visibility um i don't know it's just something that i had thought that it would be nice um especially where alani's you know, asking what can be done to improve the sport there's so many whatever can put fans in the stands if we can figure out a way to do that Well, that's what we're trying to do. And I, I hand out flyers at the track, so that explains stock and super stock. And I encourage everybody else to do the same. The more people know about it, the more people will watch nope. it, the more people will want to watch it. Let's do a proof of concept here. Class. <clears throat> National event. <laughs> Holy fuck. That's close. <laughs> you know what my you know what the three year old said when he saw him? It's like Monster trophy. <laughs> so, if we can, if uh, if the NHRA can figure out an eighth or a tenth of what uh, of what the, the monster truck guys do, as far as the way they run their business and the way they build up the the atmosphere and the, all of it, then uh, this we'd be around for forever. That that to me that might be the most successful successfully run automotive business that caters similar to to what the the traveling camping world tour did all right question brian, uh, brian warner just commented and said a stock and super stock program is an excellent idea um in your eyes eric what does that look like is that a one year like like for the year it's an annual program or is that a per event product no well, i could do it you could do it for the uh you could do it anyway these things are all like I did these at my work. You know, I've got a couple high chroma printers, three of them or whatever. You know, they're like a hundred grand when you buy them brand new, but you print them digitally, so you could do it. You could do it by you could rip it out as the. So you could the do it by entry. region or or because I mean, how often do new racers come into the sport throughout the year? Like, would that become a problem? Probably not if the racers were able to get the info in or if you had NHRA running it they run they own that printing press I'm pretty sure you know we're getting these coffee books quality NHRA dragsters now just have them run another one and maybe they could do a national one you know it's it's I'm sure that if it's maybe maybe we can get them to let us do this ourselves maybe NHRA can hand them out at the gate if yeah yeah put together our own programs maybe we can bring lonnie in and 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 whoever else david uh I've, kennedy and say hey yeah. we put together these programs that explain stock and super stock and have some pictures in it and whatnot do you mind if we you know hand them out at the gate yeah i've been in the digital printing and software fulfillment and 
uh, duplication business since I got out of college in 1990. And it's a, uh, the more volume you do, the lower the price. If you can go to offset, it's so much cheaper. Yeah, you but can, your, your quantities have to go up considerably, don't they? True, true. So if you do a big annual run, and then yes, to your to your note there, Craig, that would make challenging for the new entrance, but you know what? gives you incentive. I was going to say, is that more incentive to get get in yeah. early and, and like, get in the game? How come you're not in the category? How yeah. come you're not in the guide? Hey, this Brian Warner, he's, he's doing now. Look at this. And hey, look at his, his, his brother's car is even sexier. Um, <laughs> dad. And hey, we're, we're not sure. Is Eric Murrayfield even bigger than Bobby or vice versa? Who's dude? Wait, would you, could you do like driver stats too? Height, weight, age. No, we, <laughs> favorite movie. Nice. I, don't know, uh, yeah, I don't know if Bobby's like me, but I always lie about my weight. Up. My weight's always going to be rounded up. No, my he enjoys long rounded. walks to the buyback tower. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Eric, thanks for coming on, buddy. And no. uh, see you at, what, Lebanon Valley this weekend? I certainly hope so. I'm about 95% sure. If this thing flares up on me, then I, I'd be down for the count. But I uh, I feel pretty good right now. And, you know, it's, I'm hoping the weather holds out. It's looking, well, I'm not sure. But I won't right, be. Yeah, good idea. I got to check that forecast. Yeah, I got I got my grandson until tomorrow afternoon at like 5. I drop him off. And then uh, we go from there. Oh, yeah. Brian Brian Warner said weigh in for each race. That'd be yeah, like <laughs> that'd be like a wrestling tournament. <laughs> so, you'll you'll appreciate this. This is my game bat in thirty eight plus. It's thirty six inches long, fifty two ounces, and force equals mass time acceleration. And I'm making it up with the bat. But so I'm not I don't just do I'm not I'm the same across the board i'm a i i have my own little method or my own thing with baseball and with trucks and what have you but i thought bobby might appreciate the the piece of lumber there yep except i couldn't swing a 56 ounce bat i think i was more of like a 32 27 kind of guy <laughs> but but that's neither here nor there. Talk about baseball talk. next time. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, Craig, take us away, pal. Awesome. Thank you guys very much. Thanks, Eric. This is Class Racing Today, classracingtoday.com. If you have any questions or comments, remember to subscribe on YouTube if you watch there. Uh, share it out to your friends. Tell more people in uh, your circles about the show so we can get more listeners and more eyeballs on the show. And if you want to help support it with your dollars, you can do that, classracingtoday.com. Go there and find the donate button. If you do want to mail a check, uh, the address is on the website. So you can do that as well. We thank everyone that helps support the show so we can keep these going. Thanks a lot. Have a great week. We will hopefully, barring any unforeseen issues, uh, see you next week. Thanks a lot. Have a great one. See you later.